0: Hi everyone, I'm Megan Gladbach and this is Jobs and Journeys. Today I'm speaking with Melody Alexander, the owner of Sparrow Creative Studios. She received her master's degree in journalism from KU and specializes in writing, editing, proofreading, big picture thinking, marketing, advertising, strategic planning, creative direction, and public speaking. She is a teller of stories. During her career, she's been a creative director for both Hallmark and the University of Kansas. She has also spent many years as a copywriter for small advertising agencies where she developed marketing and advertising for clients such as Nestle, Toll House, Coffee Mate, Coldwell Banker, as well as numerous real estate and land developers. I spoke to her earlier this semester about my new role at Lawrence Public Schools And we brainstormed what types of work-based learning activities and opportunities might be the right fit for her that could be offered to students. And I really enjoyed our conversation, so I invited her to be on this podcast. We talked about her story, and I'll tell you, this is what I wish I had known when I was young. Your career and how you get there probably won't be how you planned, but... It might be even better. We also have a little conversation, short conversation about how cool roller derby is at the end. So enjoy. All right, are you ready? I am. Okay. <laughs> so let's so let's start with. Okay, so this is my second episode. Like I just told you earlier, um, super excited to have you would you tell us your story and like who are you what's your what's your journey been
1: (laughs) i I, yeah i'll uh i will do that um so my name is melody alexander um i currently own a company called sparrow creative studios which is a uh, marketing and content development company i really like to focus on small businesses um, and basically try to help businesses that don't have resources with their marketing needs. Um, But (laughs) that's only been a recent thing. And uh, prior to that, my story uh, has been somewhat interesting as far as how I got there. Um, So I could probably start with, um, from a young age, I always knew I wanted to be a writer. Uh, Trying to remember I remember in second and third grade writing books, you know, little books. Um, I remember being in sixth grade and having a concept for a novel that I wanted to write, uh, which I still have not done. <laughs> I should mention. Um,
0: There's time for that.
1: Yeah, there is time for that. Um, but I think as I as I started to get older, um, and you know, you start looking at college, and well, what am I going to do? What what does a writer do? Uh, I really wasn't sure what that path looked like. I'm from a small town in Illinois. And so for me, I, you know, the people that I saw who had careers were a lot of blue collar people. Um, We had a lot of people, Caterpillar's close by, Mm -hmm. um, State Farm is close by. Mm -hmm. A lot of people go work for those major corporations. But I knew as a writer, that wouldn't really fit for me and so the only career I really saw as an option was becoming a journalist um, so that's what I did <laughs> and so I ended up going I went to a private school for college a very small school um, and when I was there I was you know on the newspaper um, I ended up becoming a sports reporter which I loved um, I, I'm a I'm pretty athletic. I love sports myself. Um, and it was something that was really fun for me. Um, and then I ended up, for a short amount of time, I went to Nashville, Tennessee, where mm-hmm. I worked for a magazine corporation. Oh, um, Interned there um, before I came back home to Illinois and ended up working for a newspaper there. So I sort of started my entire journey as this reporter and thinking, you know, this is this is what the rest of my career is going to look like. Uh, I think what was interesting about it was that I quickly found that I loved being a columnist um, Mm -hmm. because I got to be a little more creative with it. Uh, I didn't necessarily love being a reporter, like covering school board meetings, which, um, you know, you probably have been (laughs) to a couple of those um, or are very aware of them. Um, Going to, uh, you know, City Council meetings and things like that every night I was working crazy hours barely making any money Um, and eventually I started realizing I don't think that this is really what I want to do. Um, I will say, um, just as a caveat, I have a master's degree in journalism that I received and I finished in 2019 so it's not like I completely left it behind and I really love my journalistic roots uh, but. I also knew that it was time to maybe get into something else because i i was concerned about the state of journalism and still am so yeah
0: yeah yeah
1: there's a lot there kind could of be a whole
0: another series podcast series on that and there might be absolutely. some out there yeah
1: absolutely um but i i still hold that near and dear to my heart um however then i started got i got into um marketing so I became a copywriter for an advertising agency um, after leaving journalism. And so since then, that's sort of been my path. I ended up working for a couple of different advertising agencies, and I worked with brands like Nestle. Um, I was helping sell um, Toll House, uh, mm-hmm. co- you know, the, the cookie, I mean, in general, cookies. But um, I, I worked on Nescafe coffee stuff. I've... Um, I did marketing for um, home builders. I've marketed uh, nonprofits. Uh, I've done a little bit of everything, and I really loved it. But again, when I talk about the hours and things, I made a lot more money in, in marketing, but mm-hmm. at the same time I was working 70, 80 hours a week and started realizing like, maybe this isn't what I want either. So all of that to say then I moved into KU working at the marketing department there, eventually moved on to Hallmark for a little while um, before starting my own company. Um, and I think all of it was sort of a culmination of here's you know my path. Um, and and I should also mention that in addition to that, I did end up write. I wrote a memoir um, that um, I can maybe talk a little bit about too. But um, all of this to say, I've, I've been a writer my ever since I can remember, and I always knew what it was what I wanted to do. Uh, I just couldn't really see the path to get there. And so I, I still kind of struggle with some of it a little bit. And I'm 44 and now a business owner and, you know, wrote a memoir and um, still trying to figure it out. So mm-hmm. um, I like what you had said in your last interview about um, you talked a little bit about the uh, How was it that they worded about the path? um... Oh, uh,
0: it's this article, and maybe I can make a link to it in the show notes or something. Yeah. Um, But it was an article written about uh, STEM education, talking about how we use the language of a pipeline, where that's not really a useful metaphor anymore. And the metaphor of using a braided stream where sometimes you're walking through your life and you veer off this other direction and you follow this little route for a while and then sometimes you come back and and it looks different when you come back but it's very it's meandering and um I think I love that metaphor because I think it's much more reflective of my own life experience
1: as well right yeah I I feel the same way (laughs) Yeah. yeah I think um it's,
0: well, what am I trying to say? I, yeah, I think that students, and I think maybe I talked about this a little bit in the other episode too, but we think of, and I was taught this, you know, when mm-hmm. I was a kid too, it's like your career fix that's in this box. Right. And I think I have felt disappointment in that I had the, these expectations of myself to fit in this box. And right. then I go and I find out I don't fit in this box. And then I feel disappointed because I don't meet my expectations when really those weren't the right expectations in the first place. Just, right. And it's such a hard lesson to learn at any time in your life. But I definitely feel, you know five years ago, ten years ago, like, I had no idea that that's what I was feeling. Right. Um, and being able to articulate it now feels really empowering, but yeah. at the time, yeah, there's so many expectations that are put upon students all, and it starts, you know, when like the day you're born, kind of, and I know, you know, parents and teachers and people in the community don't mean anything malicious and I it's just it's it's what we do you know I do it to other people too I put expectations you know on my little cousins I'm like they're gonna grow up and they're gonna be you know rock stars (laughs) and um it's hard to come back from that and hard I guess to recalibrate your expectations can be really hard um but it's really important to i was actually just the other day i was on this zoom call um and it was with an organization called move the crowd and my my good friend who's actually from lawrence Mm -hmm. um she bought me this book called the calling and um the calling is about uh how to you know stay true to your values how to get paid and how to like do good in the world is kind of like what their mantra is and this talk or this uh zoom call the other day was about taking stock over the past year like reflecting on you know what things went well (laughs) what things didn't go well and i uh at the end of the zoom call, they had like a hot seat, and I signed up for the hot seat oh. um, <laughs> and not I mean, I don't know how many people were on the call. there were probably there could have been a hundred you know a couple hundred people on the call. I have no oh, wow. idea yeah um. But I signed up for the hot seat and I didn't even think I'd get it because I'm like, oh, I bet like hundreds of people there, probably like 30 people signed up for this. But they're like, okay, like you're going to go in the hot seat. And I was like, okay. So, <laughs> and uh, they basically, you know, asked you to share a little bit of your story and asked where, like, what is the thing that you feel like you'd like some like, advice on? and, like, what are your takeaways from the year and that kind of thing. And I um, I just shared with you a little bit earlier, I've moved, like, four different times this year. I've uh, started a new job, which I really love. I'm very excited about this position and all. it's letting me do so many creative things like this, and I love it, um, and it's really what I needed, but it's also been very different than what I expected. And okay. I think... yeah your job description that that they put out there everyone does their best but it's so hard to hold what it is that someone does in a box Mm -hmm. and I guess uh just one of the my takeaways from sharing my experience and talking to these coaches on the zoom call was you know it's like first of all take a deep breath it's okay (laughs) right like you you know if you have it's great to have high expectations of yourself but you we also need to constantly reorient what's happening and it sounds like for what you've done for yourself and I think this is what makes people successful is that they adapt to what is happening there are jobs that will exist in the future and we have no idea what they're going to be exactly and it sounds like that is what you've kind of done for yourself but along the way you've learned all these skills and you've had this really great thread line of writing and showing your passion in
1: that way you're you're dead on with that um (laughs) i and i have to say that I, you know, I thought, oh, there are some great companies out there, and I, this is a dream job, and I would love to work for these companies, and then I would work for them and be so miserable. <laughs> you know, I mean, advertising was hard because um, when you get into that and you're you're trying to come up with these really super creative ideas, and then you go and present them, um, you might have somebody who doesn't get it. Who you know they're they're very business oriented and they don't have creative insights and they're just like I don't get it and no you have to I actually I worked um, Coffee Mate was one of my clients we presented three rounds of ideas to them for ad campaigns and um, they hated every single one of them and it can be uh you know mentally draining yeah and you're and again you're working long hours because sometimes you're up until two or three in the morning trying to get these concepts nailed down and um because you're driven by deadlines the newspaper was the same way but um you know and and so i used to love coffee mate and i loved the brand and then eventually i was just like there's more to life than this i can't go just spinning my wheels i'm so frustrated and burnt out and um but but then i think along the way too so i started building skills that were uh, to your point things that you may never have realized that this is part of a job you know so I'd be writing TV spots, I'd be writing radio spots, and that ended up being some of my favorite work that I was doing because it's storytelling, right? I'm mm-hmm. building a, a story, and then I get to you know, film the cast and pick out the cast and do all of these things to figure out how to bring the story to life. It was so much fun, and I loved it. Um, but at the same time, it's like, well, does a company not, like Nestle or you know, whoever it may be, really need somebody to believe in them the way that like you know a small business does um i just i i think as i started going along in my career path i started really latching onto the things that i loved about what i was doing and realizing the things that i didn't want to do Uh, and that's kind of led me to where i am here today too Mm -hmm. um but then I, I think, too, I've gotten so many opportunities to volunteer for organizations, and one of the really cool things about that, too, is that, you know, if you find a nonprofit that you're really passionate about, like to your point with, um, with the Zoom that you attended, um, there are things that you can do uh, and, and maybe you're volunteering, maybe you can find a, you know, a paid position with them or something like that. But um, I've done stuff for Habitat for Humanity, Big Brothers, Big Sisters, um, the American Heart Association and things that I really are, I value and I believe in. And I've been able to use my talents and then even build from, you know, well, I know I'm a writer. um, as an example habitat for humanity and big brothers big sisters i was a reporter at the newspaper at the time and they asked if i would be willing to come on and do some things that's kind of where i started to dabble in advertising for the first time in marketing um and trying to understand well you know what does business development look like for these companies and so i was kind of able to even expand my repertoire um and start doing things that I never thought would be possible, you know, as just somebody who's a writer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so there's just a there are so many things that you can do to even just get outside of your um, you know knowledge base and start to build um, the things that you want to do, um, and and that can help shape a career. Um, I just I, there there are so many opportunities out there if you look for them. Um, and, and I think, too, one of the things that I always I, I just remember, you know, again, grew up in a small town, um, saw a lot of blue collar workers. My dad was a blue collar worker. Um, you know, in my hometown, people work for companies, you know, like my my mom's living on a pension that was from my dad's work. Um, my grandma lived off of my grandpa's pension. And those aren't opportunities that exist anymore, really, in the work, you know, the work life um, that we have currently, and so um, I think when I first got into my career, I kept looking at well, I have to have life insurance, I have to have health insurance, I have to have, you know, benefits a four hundred and one k and all of these things. Um, fortunately, we're kind of in a place today where you know I was able to start my career, uh, well, my own business, I should say, uh, because you have resources now, um, you know. So through the Affordable Health Care Act, I can get insurance where now I don't have to rely on the job to make sure that my family is insured. I can get insurance. And and I, I think that the kids that are coming up now in like junior high, high school um, have so much more access to opportunities than when I was their age. Um, and I'm really excited about what that could mean down the road. I mean, we're always going to need people. I, I think about. People I've interviewed in some of my content development days, especially working at Ku, I would interview people who um, to write stories about them, who were doing things like, well, I'm going to try to find a cure for Alzheimer's disease or Parkinson's or cancer. They're going to be <laughs> so golden, you know. They're going to be able to take the path that they're on, and they're going to be able to go down that path and and do incredible things for this world. Um, but I also want those people to know that they could do that on their, they could start their own research and then build their own company out of that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if if somebody has a passion, there are ways that they can bring that passion to life. Um, and I'm, I'm, I feel like I keep pushing entrepreneurship. But <laughs> I'm a big believer in it. Um, but, you know, not everybody has to do that. Uh, But, you know, you could be like me where I went down that path of working for different newspapers and companies um, and then decided, no, I want to do this for myself. So there's a lot of opportunities out there, I think, for people.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, you know, that's really good to know. It's kind of it's overwhelming to know at the same time, uh, because. I mean, I definitely feel that I experience a lot of... There are so many options that I have, which is amazing. But then I almost freeze because yeah. I'm like, which which one? Which one? Which way?
1: I, I did that. I definitely did that. And, and honestly, when I got out of um, my undergrad, mm-hmm. I had considered going to grad school. Um, and I, it was something I had dreamed about forever, but I knew I needed a break. So I was like, okay, I'm going to take a moment... I'm gonna, you know, gear up and and just kind of pause from school because it was a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that as you know, my my undergrad was in communications, and I did things like trust falls in some of my classes. So it's not like I was a chemistry major <laughs> or something like that. Um, I I feel for the kids. I know how much work it is to get into the sciences and and things like that. So. For me being in communications and saying i needed a break was (laughs) i think it's silly sometimes but at the same time i knew i needed that well i used to think i was going to go and get an mfa because i wanted again i wanted to be a writer um i thought well i really want to write books i want to write novels and things like that um i just waited and waited and waited and in fact i had tried to get into grad school when I was still at one of my jobs um, down in Missouri, um, in Springfield, Missouri, um, I applied to the university that's there and got denied. Mm. And I ended up when I got up to KU, as I talked to them because I would take, you know, if you work for the university, you can you can take free classes. Mm. I ended up taking creative writing classes through KU, uh, which I loved. And I will always recommend if you're kind of toying with career changes or what could this look like, take a class or two. I mean, you never know what you might find that could be something that's, that will empower you or give you new skills or something like that. Um, I, I ended up learning while I was taking you know, graduate level classes that if you get turned down, it's usually the stipulation when I got turned down for grad school there, was that I hadn't taken the GRE yet. Well, mm-hmm. KU, in some classes or some, some of the programs, they're not even requiring the GRE anymore because they're starting to realize um, to create more um, you know, equitable resources for people. Some people just don't test well. And so I really encourage you know, students, if you don't test well, I wasn't a good tester, um, don't give up. Um, maybe that school just isn't working out for a reason. And I honestly am glad I didn't go to school there. Um, I was still considering an MFA when I decided to come up to KU. I ended up going with my master's in journalism. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, still doing a lot of writing and things like that. It's just, you know, it's a different focus. Um I think it's still, will, will, I mean, I learned so much. Grad school was one of the best decisions I've made. Uh, my husband will disagree. He hated that I was doing it. Um, but, you know, it's it's it was so challenging for me and a, a great challenge. Um, and my focus from undergrad to now being an older, um, you know, recent graduate, uh, I had so much more focus. The older I was, um, I, had no problems even with statistics i'm not a math person i'm definitely a writer um, but statistics was really fascinating and eye-opening for me um in my master's degree is a master's of science so uh you know you have you have to have that data understanding and things like that to achieve that degree um it just was so so good for me in pursuing kind of the next steps in my career. I think even just empowering me and giving me the idea that, no, you can do things you set your mind to melody, you go do this and you start your own company and you're going to be great, you know? So, um, I think every every path you take is just gonna give you, and, and the failures too, you know, I've, I've lost jobs. That's actually one of the things that was stressful about being in advertising and being a newspaper is there are so many layoffs that happen regularly. Um, and at some point you just have to go, I'm I'm on a new path now and you have to figure it out and it can be scary, but losing a job was one of the best things that has happened to me in my career. So, yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think that's one of those pieces of wisdom that in the moment, it no one's going to believe you, but once they've experienced it themselves and they can look back on it in a different light, I think that's so, so true. Yeah. Yeah, like when I was working, I was working at the Land Institute and my uh, residency ended um, in the summer and and I could have renewed it, but I think I, I knew I had um, contributed what I was meant to and I think I needed a different environment to kind of grow in new ways. And I think what I'm hearing throughout your story too mm-hmm. is that a quote unquote career um, I feel like I should do another, podcast episode on just like talking about that word and I it's such a it's it's so challenging to talk about because well I'm not going to get into it but (laughs) um but I think I think I um I did go to college and that it was a good experience I really didn't know what I wanted to do I was very Yeah, there's a lot of meandering and braided river streams going on. (laughs) And so I went to Johnson County Community College for about three years. And that was really, really, really special to me because it allowed me to explore a lot of different areas. And then I did end up finishing my um, bachelor's in science at Prescott College in Prescott, Arizona. And after I graduated yeah it's it's this liminal moment in your life when you've graduated and you're like okay now what Um, it's like this big cliff and you're like okay jump off into the unknown Um, and that's probably you know what it feels like when after you have lost a job too Um, but it's also yeah it's a very liberating moment because there are there's so many directions that you can go and it yeah all of a sudden you've you're not thinking in this... It's almost like you've taken your blinders off, kind of, and you're right. like, okay, I'm not focusing on this one thing anymore. Yep. I can move on to other things. Um, yeah, but what I hear you saying is, like, a career doesn't mean you do the same thing for 30 years. You kind of pick up pieces along the way, and you... And a lot of times when you're, you have an experience, sometimes it's not until like, you know, months or even years later until you realize how that experience has shaped what you're doing today and how you've learned those skills from it. And I think, um, I felt pressure to go to grad school. It was pressure that I was putting on myself. Yeah, And I do still think about going to grad school sometimes, but I feel less pressured to do it. But I think at the time, I felt very pressured because I wasn't thinking of it as a tool box. I, I wasn't thinking of it as uh, as an experience where, yeah, I'd be adding tools to my Toolbox. I was right. thinking of it as, hmm, I don't know what the right metaphor is. Almost, hmm, hmm, hmm. <laughs> I guess I was thinking almost, I, I can't continue with the toolbox metaphor because it doesn't work. <laughs> so I'm going to stop, but that's okay. I. Yeah, thinking about grad school, I wasn't thinking about it as tools. I was thinking about it as, like, this is the path. Like, there is no... It was just very linear. Yeah. And I was think like, you know, if you get a degree in journalism, it means you have to study journalism. Mm-hmm. And that is not what it means at all. Right. And I don't... I just didn't understand that yeah I was like oh and now I understand it because I'm my uh bachelor's degree is in environmental uh studies and sustainability Mm -hmm. which is still like very core to my values yep but it's not exactly what I'm doing right now and I just yeah that is kind of what I'm hearing um, throughout your story, and I think that's such a like that was a, such an important lesson for me, and it still is an important lesson. I still have to re, I have to relearn this lesson all the right. time. Yeah, um, and it's yeah, it's it's very it's challenging.
1: Well, and I think so. Your point about um, community college, you know, there are there are a lot of kids who go to community college. I was one. I I did that because um, when I got out of high school. I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. I actually, at the time, thought I was going to be a doctor. Um, And then I thought, well, maybe instead I will major in music and get a minor in Spanish, which I'm not really sure how I would have used that, but Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to play in symphonies and um, I played the French horn. So I was like, oh yeah, I'm going to go to New York and I'm going to be on the stage and I'm going to do all of these things. Um, instead I went to community college because the the school I was looking at, I just was, it was in Grand Rapids, Michigan, and I was a little terrified to leave and go that far from home. Um, so I, I stayed and, um, that's where I kind of got into more like English classes and things like that and started realizing, no, I really, you know, I just always dreamed of writing. Maybe that's what I should do. And so, um. You know, the, the the college I went to, it's uh, Hannibal LaGrange University. It's in Hannibal, Missouri, which Mark Twain country, if you're familiar. Mm-hmm. Um, I um, I got so many experiences there because my degree, like I mentioned, was in communications. So I did a little bit of everything. I, I did like acting classes. I did, uh, I took photography. I did stage design. And newspaper so I was doing all of these things that allowed me to kind of dabble in different stuff basically uh, whereas going to a state university or something you know people know obviously KU because we're right here mm-hmm. um, but any of the big state universities um, you're gonna get into a degree program more likely that might be pretty Streamlined. Now, the things that I missed out on by going to a smaller school are things like in journalism, um, First Amendment, really being able to dig into that and what does that mean as a journalist, Um, content classes, so actually learning how to film and do shooting. And, you know, we did, we had a newspaper at my college, but here, you know, they have. You can get into TV, you can get into newspaper, you can go all of these different ways. Uh, So really it's about, well, what do I wanna do? What kind of school would suit me to be able to find those things? Um, But I think, you know, like you were saying earlier too, uh, you might not stay on this one singular path. And I really loved that in my undergraduate classes, I was able to dabble in a lot of different things. I'm not sure I would have done photography if I had gone to a bigger school. Um, and then in, in graduate school it just gave me, you know, you can, you can kind of, especially at a school like KU, um, you can kind of craft your own research. And so I was like, well, what, what am I passionate about? Um, and I was looking at how people used social media to discuss political um, <laughs> hot topics, if you will. And it was fascinating to me. I ended up having to take a break from social media for a long time because it was so negative. Um, But the things that I saw and the things that I crafted as part of my research was so empowering. And I got to speak at events. I I went to um, um, an international communications group and spoke in a panel there about my research, which was so cool and such an unbelievable experience that I cannot recommend it enough if you are into that. But, you know, some people might be like, I need an MBA because, you know, maybe I... Again, I'll bring up chemistry. Maybe I went into chemistry and now I need to know how to market my, my own skills and create a business around what it is I studied in undergrad. Um, that might be the perfect opportunity because they get a lot of skills where they learn about marketing and business strategy and, and things like that. Um, going all the way through and getting a PhD and actually getting, you know, doing your own research that you can then turn into a business or go work for a major company, um, that can provide you with outstanding, outstanding benefits. Um, I actually do a lot of writing in, um, North Carolina and I've been, I've been writing a lot about, so Apple is moving into, um, Durham, North Carolina, and they are about to hire a ton of people out of college, um, high end, engineers and people that are just you know changing the way that we will do things in the cloud on you know in and mm-hmm. in, in all kinds of various um areas going on to grad school and being able to walk out and get a job with apple in a place like that is phenomenal and so i think that you know i uh, trying to look at okay if i do want to go down this journey of this is what my my career could look like. I think just keeping in mind that, but it doesn't have to look like that. Um, you, you could, I mean, I've, I've known, I've met people who knew from the time they were in like middle school, this is what I want to do. And they've been able to do that. My dad was that way. My dad was a railroader. Um, mm. And he knew, I mean, he loved trains and he, he would, he, was, he drove trains. That's what he did. And he absolutely loved it. And that is what he did his entire career Um, So, you know, not everybody's like that, but uh, some people are. And I I commend anybody who can, you know, say this is what I want to do. And they they continue to do it. But that wasn't my story. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I feel like I'm kind of going off on a little tangent there. No, I
0: mean, that's what this whole episode is. It's (laughs) meandering rivers. We are demonstrating (laughs) what careers look like right now. And I... Yes, I have. I love this conversation. Mm-hmm. I have lots of more questions about your actual job and what it looks like in and of itself. Yeah. But I'm thinking maybe we can do a part two okay. if you're <laughs> if if that's something you would be interested in. Um,
1: I don't want to ask you on the spot. <laughs> right. I would love it. I'm, I'm always down to talk about stuff. Okay, yeah. <laughs> great. Then
0: I'm going to... Why don't we, we close out this conversation and you can come back for part two and re- <laughs> we can dig into what what it is you doing now. Yeah. Um, But I think it's great to have all this context of your story and what has led to it. Yeah. And I think... I mean, these are the lessons that I wish I would have learned in high school.
1: Same. I will tell you that. Same. Yeah. So
0: hopefully it's helpful to high schoolers today. And if not, then that's why we're going to do part two.
1: Well, and I will mention it because I brought it up. The thing about the memoir, too. So like I said, I have always dreamed of writing um, a book. And then I kept holding off and kept holding off and kept holding off. Um, and then I ended up in, uh, I was just uh, several years ago now, but I ended up joining Roller Derby. So, oh, um, yeah, we didn't even talk about yeah, that. So, yeah, <laughs> so um, I, I played Roller Derby for, for many, many years, um, and I ended up skating up in Kansas City with the league there. And they were sort of like at the top of their game, um, back then, and we were traveling all all over the place and experiencing all of these things. Uh, you know I've I've, I've I've skated against international teams and you know, different just really cool stuff. Um, but I ended up thinking because I had taken these classes at KU for creative writing, and one of the professors there was like, Melody, and because I'm, I'm trying to write about the things that I always thought I would write about, uh-huh. and he said, Melody, you could get an agent, you could get published if you just write about roller derby, <laughs> which at the time, I was like, but this is my life. It just feels really weird and, and, uh-huh. and strange, and even saying, like, I wrote a memoir feels very kind of narcissistic and weird, um, but I will say that um, now, looking back, because I completed it, I, I still need to make some edits, but I did send it to an agent. I'm still waiting to hear back. Um, But uh, it's something that I want. I'm still pursuing. I still want to try to get it published. Um, I never, ever in a million years, if you told me when I was 12, you know, when I was dreaming up the the novel I was going to write, if you had said, no, you're going to write a memoir someday and it's going to be about these (laughs) weird experiences of you playing roller derby I would have been like, what are you even talking about? You know, even getting into like my twenties and things like that, where I was like, I was working full time and doing all of these things and still being creative. I still never would have thought that I would have done that, but, um, it ended up becoming something that I was just like, I know I want to do this. And it's something I've always dreamed of. And now I've got kind of that, that shot in the arm where somebody says, oh, you, you could totally get published and get this. So, um, I I think, I think having people along the way to, to encourage you and, and, you know, I've had so many mentors and people who have just been like, no, you're talented. I've had people who have told me that I can't write to save my life too, or that I'm a terrible, whatever it may be. Um, I think when people tell you that it's
0: more reflective of their themselves than of you. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, potentially, but um but I think knowing that, you know, this is this has been my path and that's while it feels like a tangent right now, I know that that's still out there and I don't know what that will turn into. Mm-hmm. Hopefully something and hopefully that'll even take my career off into a different place at some point. But you just never know. <laughs> you really
0: never know. Yeah, yeah.
1: It is so. It is so uncertain
0: which is a gift because it's very exciting but at the same time it's so frustrating when you're like I just want to
1: like know what's going on yeah. and it's easier said than done when you when you expect to know or expect that like this is what it's going to look like things will probably change yeah <laughs> and and get comfortable with it but right, right. you'll 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 survive and it might be the best thing that ever happened to you if things change so right
0: <laughs> the last thought that melody shared reminded me of this dallas story of an old farmer who worked on his crops for many years and one day his horse runs away and upon hearing the news the neighbors come to visit and they say such bad luck to the farmer but the farmer replies maybe The next morning the horse returns bringing with it three other wild horses and the neighbors exclaim how wonderful and the old man replies who knows we'll see. The next day his son tried to ride one of the untamed horses but was thrown and broke his leg. The neighbors again came by to offer their sympathy for what they call this time a misfortune and the farmer replies maybe we'll see. The day after, military officials come to the village to draft young men into the army, and seeing that the son's leg was broken, they passed him by. The neighbors congratulated the farmer on how well things had turned out. And the farmer again replies, maybe, we'll see. I think this anecdote does a really nice job of reiterating Melody's last point. Your career and how you get there might not go as planned, but who knows? Sometimes what you thought was a good thing won't be a good thing for you and other times what you thought was a bad thing Won't be a bad thing for you. You just never know Thanks again for tuning into our second episode of jobs and journeys with me Megan Gladbach and our lovely guest Melody Alexander if you're interested in hearing an interview from someone in particular or someone in a particular line of work please contact me at megan.gladbach at usd497.org. And I spell Megan, M-E-G-A-N, dot Gladbach, G-L-A, D as in dog, B as in boy, A-C-H. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, Or call Lawrence Public Schools at 785-832-5000 and dial the extension 1602. Thanks again for listening and have a fabulous day. Bye.